Welcome to the Aesthetic Surgery Journal podcast. My name is Manraj Kaur and I'm a postdoctoral fellow at the Patient Reported Outcomes, Value and Experience Center at the Brigham and Women's Health Hospital in Boston. I'll be reading a recently published paper in the Aesthetic Surgery Journal titled The Body Q Cellulite Scale, a Development and Validation Study. The authors of this article include Drs. Anne Klassen, myself, Claire DeVeris, Lore Paulson, Trisha Bradkoff, and Andrea Piusek. I'll begin with the abstract, which will provide you with a brief overview of the study, followed by the main text. Abstract. Cellulite is a localized metabolic disorder of the subcutaneous tissue. To measure the impact of cellulite and its treatments on patients' health-related quality of life, a psychometrically sound patient-reported outcome measure is needed. In this study, the authors sought to develop and field test a new body cue scale to measure the appearance of cellulite. To do so, appearance-related codes from the original body cue qualitative interviews were re-examined and a set of cellulite-specific items was developed and refined through cognitive patient interviews and expert input. The scale was field-tested in adults with cellulite through two crowd-working platforms. Rash measurement theory analysis was employed to refine the scale and examine its psychometric properties. The field test sample included 2,129 participants. The 15-item scale was reduced in length to 11 items. Data from the sample fit the rash model. All items had ordered thresholds and mapped out a targeted clinical hierarchy. The reliability statistics for the person separated in separation index was 0.094 and for Cornbax alpha was 0.97. In terms of validity, worse scores on the cellulite scale were associated with being more bothered by how the cellulite looked overall, having more cellulite on the patient-reported photonumeric cellulite severity scale, and having more self-reported cellulite and more areas of body with cellulite. Therefore, the body cue cellulite scale can be utilized to measure appearance of cellulite and provides a solid basis for future studies evaluating the impact of cellulite and its treatment. Main text. Cellulite or gynoid lipodystrophy is a localized metabolic disorder of the subcutaneous tissue with a complex and multifactorial pathophysiology. Although the pathophysiology of cellulite is poorly understood, many factors have been proposed including the structure and architecture of the connective tissue, localized vascularity, post-inflammatory changes, and hormonal and genetic influences. Cellulite affects 85% to 98% of postpubertal females and is characterized by a padded or orange peel appearance. It most commonly occurs on the buttocks, thighs, and abdominal region. However, it can be located almost everywhere on the body, including pelvis and lower extremities. The Hexels and Dalfronos photonumeric classification, known as, known as the Cellulite Severity Scale, is the most commonly utilized clinical tool to assess the severity of cellulite based on five aspects. The number of evident depressions, depth of depressions, morphological appearance of the skin surface, grade of lucidity, and the cellulite grade. Each of these categories is rated on a scale of 0 to 3, and the sum of all the items is utilized to determine the severity of cellulite in terms of mild, moderate, or severe. Although the occurrence of cellulite is not linked to mortality or morbidity, the aesthetically undesirable effect can negatively impact various aspects of health-related quality of life of individuals with cellulite, 
including body image and physical, psychosocial, and sexual well-being. The search for new treatments to improve aesthetic outcomes in patients with cellulite has been ongoing for decades. Several treatments have been documented to improve the appearance of cellulite, ranging from diet, non-invasive treatments such as topical agents with or without tissue manipulation, or energy-based treatments such as laser, infrared, infrared light, or acoustic wave therapy, and invasive treatments such as subcision, carboxytherapy, or dermal filler. However, the evidence of clinical or comparative effectiveness of these treatments is weak due to lack of full understanding of the mechanism behind each treatment, poorly designed studies with inadequate sample size, and lack of a validated, cellulite-specific, patient-reported outcome measure, henceforth known as PROM. The lack of PROM represents an important limitation because the primary objective of cellulite treatment is to improve patient-reported outcomes, such as satisfaction with skin appearance and quality of life. Without integrating the patient's perspective of the impact of impact that cellulite and its treatments has on them, by utilizing a rigorously developed and psychometrically sound PROM, the value of aesthetic treatments for cellulite cannot be justified. The Body Cue is a PROM designed for people who are obese and undergo weight loss through diet, exercise, or bariatric surgery with or without body contouring. The Body Cue modular approach includes 25 independently functioning scales or checklists that measures aspects of appearance, quality of life, and experience of care. The modular approach makes it possible to add new scales to the Body Cue to measure additional concepts of interest that are identified. In this paper, we describe the development of new body cue scale designed to measure the appearance of cellulite. Hence, the objectives of our study were to develop and psychometrically validate the new body cue cellulite scale. Methods We previously described the multiphase mixed methods study employed to develop and field test the body cue scales. During the qualitative phase, 63 patient interviews were conducted and analyzed to elicit concepts important to patients. The analysis led to development of a conceptual framework and 22 body cue scales or checklist. Subsequently, a chest module, including chest and nipple scales, and a scale to measure stretch marks were added. The results for all the 25 body cue scales have been published elsewhere. To develop the cellulite scale, a general and specific appearance-related codes from the original body cue qualitative data set were re-examined. A set of items for a new appearance scale was drafted. This scale is similar to the three body cue appearance scales that measure negative concepts, such as stretch marks, scars, and excessive skin, which measures how bothered people are by their appearance. A definition of how cellulite can look so, for example, dimpled or lumpy appearance was provided in the instructions. Instructions told the respondents to answer based on the past week and you can indicate how much in terms of extremely, moderately, a little or not at all, they are bothered by their cellulite. Research Ethics Review Board approval was obtained from Hamilton Integrated Research Ethics Board in Canada for the cognitive interviews and expert input for the body cue study. All participants were asked to provide written and oral consent for the cognitive interview to be conducted and digitally recorded. Cognitive interviews were conducted and utilized to refine the skill and establish content validity for people with cellulite. Participants were recruited from a sample of 354 body cue field test participants recruited from the St. Joseph's Healthcare Bariatric Program in Hamilton, Canada.
between June and November 2016, a total of 181 of the participants took part in the follow-up survey. Participants who provided an email address and indicate, indicated their willingness to continue to be involved in the body cue research were contacted for this study. In October 2016, an email invitation was sent inviting anyone with cellulite to respond if they were willing to take part in a cognitive interview to review the cellulite scale. The first 10 individuals to reply were interviewed approximately one week after their response was received. Participants received a $50 gift card to thank them for their time. The interviews followed a guide with questions and probes to determine comprehension, comprehensibility, and relevance. For each item, participants were asked to describe their thoughts when they read the item and to provide a score and explain why they answered the item in the way they did. After going through the scale, participants were asked if any items were missing. Participants were also asked to provide feedback on the response options and if they were appropriate for the items. Interviews were audio recorded, transcribed, and coded. Data related to the items, response options, and instructions were transferred to a Microsoft Excel worksheet for analysis. The findings were reviewed by the research team and utilized to revise the scale as needed. Interviews were conducted in two rounds with five participants in each round, and changes were made to the scale in between the rounds. Now, to ensure the scale covered all clinically important issues from the perspective of experts, we designed a red cap survey. We invited experts identified through our team's professional networks to provide feedback. Experts were sent an email invitation in February 2017 with one reminder two weeks later. Experts were invited to provide their feedback on the scale's instructions, response options, and items, and to nominate any missing concepts from their perspective. Input from experts was utilized to revise the scale after the second round of patients' cognitive interviews. For the qualitative phase, the data collection included two separate anonymized cross-sectional based surveys. The first survey included a sample from online research platform Prolific Academic. This participant involves people in the United States and Canada, and recruitment took place in September 2019. Prolific participants were invited to read an information letter that described the study designed to field test new body cue skills and assess all existing body cue skills. After giving online consent, participants anonymously accessed the survey via a URL to REDCap. Branching logic in the survey was employed to determine if prolific participants self-identified as having cellulite. Those who did were asked to complete the body cue cellulite skill and to answer questions to ascertain how much, none, little, moderate amount, or a lot cellulite they had on their seven different parts of their body, including abdomen, breast or chest, back, inner thigh, hips or outer thigh, upper arms, and buttocks. Answers to the cellulite questions were utilized to compute two variables to measure the total number of areas of the body with cellulite and total amount of cellulite across all body areas. Prolific defines a minimum number of hourly payments required to complete the survey. The time required to complete the survey in our study was approximately 20-30 minutes and participants were rewarded $3.50 if they completed the survey. The payment was communicated to the participants before they agreed to participate in the study. The second survey was approved by Sterling IRB in the United States. The survey tool was programmed, hosted, and conducted by the Inspired Opinions Group. 
Respondents were recruited from a consumer panel, which includes people who have pre-consented to completing web-based surveys. Participants earn incentives through loyalty programs by taking part in these surveys. The survey for BodyQ study was conducted in October 2019. Branching logic was employed to determine if the survey respondents met the following eligibility criteria. There were females residing in the United States aged 18 to 49 years, had a BMI of 18.5 to 3.2, were somewhat open to receiving aesthetic treatments in a doctor's office, and self-identified as having almost none to severe cellulite in buttocks, utilizing the validated patient-reported photonumeric cellulite severity scale. The patient-reported photonumeric cellulite severity scale includes five photos that shows examples of none, almost none, mild, moderate, and severe cellulite on the buttocks. Participants were asked to choose a picture that most closely resembled the appearance of cellulite on their buttocks. Participants were then asked to complete the 15-item body cellulite scale and an additional item that asked participants to indicate how bothered they are by the appearance of their cellulite overall. The survey ended with a set of sociodemographic questions, including ethnicity, employment status, education level, and marital status. The psychometric analysis of the field test data involved rash measurement theory analysis performed with RUM2030 software. RMT analysis determines if a set of items, meaning the observed data, fits the predictions of the rash model. Data that fit the rash model generate reliable and valid measurement. RMT involves a set of statistical and graphic tests that assess reliability, targeting, fit, dependency, and stability. Using the RASH logit scores, we transformed the scores for the body cue cellulite scale from 0, meaning most bothered, to 100, least bothered. We also hypothesized that mean scores on the body cue scale would be incrementally lower for participants who reported being more bothered by, their how, by how their cellulite looked overall. From the inspired opinions sample, we hypothesized that mean scores on the body cue scale would be incrementally lower for participants who reported more severe cellulite on the buttocks on the patient-reported photonumeric cellulite severity scale. From the prolific sample, we hypothesized that having cellulite on more body areas and having a larger total amount of cellulite would be associated with worse scores on the body cue scale. In terms of our results, the cognitive interview sample of 10 participants included 9 females and 1 male. 8 of the participants were Caucasian and the mean age of the sample was 50 years, ranging from 32 to 68 years. Two participants reported that they, were, that they had to treat the cellulite with massage, creams and a wrap. The first draft of body cue cellulite scale that was developed using the qualitative data included 14 items. The first round of cognitive interviews involved five participants. The instructions were as follows for the round one. Each question circle only one answer. These questions ask about cellulite. Cellulite is a condition in which skin appears to have areas with underlying fat deposits, giving it a dimpled, lumpy appearance. With your cellulite in mind, in the past week, how much have you been bothered by? During round one, the participants mentioned that their answers to items would vary depending on the location of the satellite. 
probing and subsequent interviews confirmed that this was a concern for other participants as well. We added the following instructions to the scale to clarify how to answer if someone had satellite in more than one location. If you have satellite on more than one area of the body, answer these questions thinking about the area with satellite that you're most bothered by. During round two, the revised instructions were easy to understand and added clarity, with pun participants saying, I think that's helpful. That makes you pick the most problem area. In terms of response options, Body Cue Satellite Scale provides four response options to measure how bothered a participant was about their satellite. Extremely bothered, moderately bothered, a little bothered, not at all bothered. During round one, three participants thought an additional response option could be added and another participant suggested utilizing a visual analog scale rather than the response options. In round two, one participant suggested adding a neutral option and another participant wanted a scale of 1 to 10. Because the response options were clear and easy to understand, we did not change them, keeping them in line with other body cue appearance scales and with the best practice guidelines that recommend a maximum of 4 to 5 response options with each option labeled. In terms of items, in round 1, the body cue select scale included 14 items. The way the first item was worded was confusing for several participants where the satellite is located on your body. So for example, one participant said, when I first read that, I thought you wanted me to list where it was. This participant suggested rewording the item to the location of satellite on your body. Therefore, this item now became where the satellite is located on your body. The remaining 12 items were judged easy to comprehend by almost all or most participants and were brought forward to the next round. A new item was added to the scale for round two. How noticeable your satellite is when you wear snug clothing. Participants mentioned that form-fitting clothing such as tights, slacks, and jeans can reveal satellite. In round two, five participants reviewed the scale. Participants appeared to like the new item. One participant, for example, said that they wished baggy clothes were in, meaning in fashion. The item, the amount of fat within your cellulite was dropped because several participants thought that it was unclear. For example, one participant mentioned, I don't know what the amount of fat in it would mean. Others thought that fat and cellulite were the same and that the item was same as the amount of cellulite you have. Three participants thought the wording of the following item could be improved. How uneven the skin where you have cellulite looks. This item was then revised to read, how the skin where you have cellulite looks. In brackets, not as smooth as you would like. In terms of expert input, we invited 26 experts and 17 experts were from countries responded. Experts included 10 plastic surgeons or trainees, 4 researchers with psychometric expertise, a doctor specializing in aesthetic treatments, and 3 aesthetic clinical staff. Feedback led to no changes to the instructions and response options. Several experts thought we should add an item asking about how the cellulite looks when wearing a swimsuit or beachwear. Nine participants had also discussed this issue. For example, one participant said, I can't wear a bathing suit as far as I'm concerned. We added the following item, how your cellulite looks if you wear a swimsuit. Two experts thought the word snug in the item added after round one should be tight-fitting. 
because three participants in round two had used the word tight rather than snug in their feedback on this item, we made the following revision. How noticeable your cellulite is if you wear tight-fitting clothes? Following expert input, the final body scale had 15 items. In terms of the quantitative or the field test results, our combined sample from prolific and inspired opinions included 2,129 participants. The age of these participants ranged from 18 to 76 years and 63% were obese or overweight. The rash analysis provided evidence of reliability and validity of the body Q satellite scale. It reduced the body's Q satellite scale by 4 items to 11. The items that were dropped asked about the location of satellite, how the satellite looked when wearing a swimsuit or tight-fitting clothes, and how the satellite felt to touch. Participants' responses to the 11 item scale fit the rash model, so chi-square equal to 21 0.32 with a p-value of 0.06. The scale evidenced reliability with a person separation index with and without extreme of 0.94 and Cronbach alpha values with and without extremes of 0.97 and 0.95 respectively. We found that all response options were properly ordered and the items mapped out a clinical hierarchy that ranged from the item that caused the least bother, how deep the dimpling in your satellite looks, to the item that caused the most bother how your satellite looks when you're naked. Most of the participants, so approximately 88% of the participants, scored within the range of the measurement provided by the body cue satellite scale. 7% of the participants scored on the floor and 5% of the participants scored at the ceiling, meaning had the highest possible score of 100. Most participants reported being extremely or moderately bothered by how their satellite looked overall. The mean score on the body cellulite scale was incrementally lower for those who reported being more bothered by how their cellulite looked overall. In the inspired opinions sample, the patient reported photonumeric cellulite severity scale score for the severity of buttock cellulite was rated as almost none by 30% of the participants. 37% of the participants reported it to be mild, 22% said it was moderate, and 10% said it was severe. The mean score on the body Q satellite scale was incrementally lower in participants by increasingly increasing patient-reported photonumeric satellite severity scale score. For the prolific sample, the most common site to report having satellite was the buttocks, followed by hip and or outer thighs and inner thighs. Higher scores for the self-reported amount of satellite for all seven areas correlated with lower scores on the body Q satellite scale. Finally, the mean score on the body Q satellite scale was incrementally lower for an increasing number of areas of the body with cellulite. For detailed explanation of the rash measurement theory analysis and results, please refer to our published paper. Therefore, in this paper we show that body cue satellite scale addresses the lack of well-developed cellulite-specific PROM. To our knowledge, CELU-COL is the only cellulite-specific PROM developed to date to assess health-related quality of life in individuals seeking treatment for cellulite, and it has been infrequently used in the literature. The CELU-COL was not developed employing established patient report outcome measure development guidelines and the measurement properties of cellucol, such as content validity, reliability, and construct validity, have not been established in independent clinical samples since its development. The cellucol measures the impact of cellulite on dressing, 
leisure, physical activities, partner, feelings, and daily habits. However, it excludes domains such as satisfaction with appearance, body image, and sexual well-being that have been shown to be important to individuals with cellulite in the literature and in the cognitive interviews that were completed as part of this study. Additionally, there is insufficient evidence of the content validity of cellucol. The content validity is the most important measurement property of a PROM and ensures that the PROM includes health-related quality-of-life aspects important and relevant to the patients. Establishing measurement properties of a PROM in intended clinical population is crucial to ensuring that the PROM data are meaningful and legitimately establish the superiority of one treatment over the other from patient's perspective. The BodyQ cellulite scale was developed in accordance with established guidelines for PROM development and followed our team's mixed methods approach. The field test of the BodyQ cellulite scale established its reliability and validity in women with cellulite. We found that the cellulite scale was appropriately targeted for patient-reported severity of cellulite, meaning patients who had more self-reported cellulite and who were more bothered by how their cellulite looked overall also had lower scores on the BodyQ cellulite scale. The BodyQ cellulite scale also captured differences in health-related quality of life across patients who varied by age, race, and BMI, although some floor effects was observed for patients who were extremely bothered by their cellulite. The utilization of platforms such as the Inspired Opinions and Prolific to occur a sample has advantages and disadvantages. Such crowd-working platforms can provide access to a large sample of participants in a short period of time. Inspired opinions and prolific use pre-screening tools and perform checks to prevent duplicates and bots and to ensure data quality. Disadvantages are that the participants require access to internet, introducing bias into the sample, and the data quality checks may not remove all the errors. Our study has some other limitations. The study sample included one male participant in the qualitative phase and 170 male participants in the prolific field test sample. Furthermore, most of the female participants were premenopausal and some were perimenopausal. Previous research has shown that hormonal imbalances of menopause can predispose women to several dermatoses, including cellulite. Other predisposing factors include genetic tendencies to disposition of fat tissue and its organization, eating habits, diet rich in preservatives and salt, sedentary lifestyle, smoking, alcohol, and emotional distress. Although the ethiopathogenic explanation of cellulite remains unknown, the inclusion of these factors may increase the confidence in the study findings. And although cellulite can affect both men and women, it predominantly affects postpubertal women and is often thought of as a female secondary sexual characteristic. Believe, we believe the study sample in the cognitive and the field test phase adequately represents the demographics of the individuals affected with cellulite. A limitation of the cross-sectional design of the study is that responsiveness of the PROM could not be assessed, nor did we assess test-retest reliability. Hence, future prospective studies should be designed to assess these measurement properties, particularly the ability of body cellulite scales to detect clinical change following cellulite treatments. Finally, the development of body cellulite scale was completed in patients who are fluent in English and live in North America. Further research is needed to establish the psychometric properties of body cellulite scale in independent and international clinical samples. To conclude, Body QSO light scale is a rigorously developed and validated PROM designed to assess clinical effectiveness in patients who are seeking or currently receiving treatments for cellulite. 
The BodyQ satellite scale is designed for utilization in research, clinical practice, quality improvement efforts, and by organizations like the USA Food and Drug Administration to understand the impact of satellite treatments from the patient's And with that, thank you for your attention today. If you are interested in learning more about our study, please refer to our published paper in the Aesthetic Surgery Journal. Have a wonderful day.